Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. As the baseball regular season comes to a close and we move ever closer to the playoffs that my team will not be a part of, we shall discuss video games to take my mind off of 162 games of bullshit. That is correct. But will the front office change is the question. I think you already know the answer. <laughs> There's a... You won't you won't remember the trailer, the cinematic entry trailer for uh, World of Warcraft Mists of Pandaria. Sure, I do. Why do leaves fall? Okay. It is in their nature. Will they change? <laughs> Fucking no. <laughs> it is in their nature. It is in their nature. There is wow news this week, too. Oh, would you look at that? This is loose. Loose is a goose. Need to throw these mic stands in the garbage. This, this right here. This part, the part that's inside this, yeah, stripping. It's weeble wobble. That's no bueno. Do the weeble wobble. Anyway, welcome. Yeah, Gamers Two Podcast, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interest. Call me Joseph Seed, the way I be prophesizing. Well, he's going to be prophesizing you some new releases right now. Was that his name? I don't remember. Joseph, I know that. Was it Seed? Seed, yes, it was. Okay. We got Far Cry news this week, too. Look at me. Look at me just dialing it all in. It's almost like he planned it. I don't know, though. I, mean, I, I doubt it. did not at all. All right, hit me with another one. Maybe I that's went, on there, too. I went for the uh, the rumors of the new Far Cry stuff. Yes. And then I just went to... Rather than go to Voss and the definition of chaos yeah. or definition of insanity, um, I can't do pagan men. Oh, yeah, it's a hard one. But Joseph Seed, I can do, and I actually really enjoyed that game. Yeah, it was the last one I enjoyed. Same. Which is sad because Giancarlo Esposito should have been a good should have. And anyway. I think Ubisoft knows that, which is probably why uh, Far Cry Seven sounds the way it does. So here we go. New releases, though. Let me tell you what you can play in the meantime. Project Planet Earth versus Humanity for the PC. Number two, Relic Hunter's Legend for the PC. Number three, These Doomed Isles for the PC. Number four, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty Expansion. 
Number five, Minico's tablet went to sleep. Nate, right now. All right, number five, Minico's night market for the PC and Switch. Number six, my time at Sandrock for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number seven, Paleo Pines for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number eight, Truck Driver, the American Dream for the PlayStation and Xbox. Number nine, Astronemo for the PC. Number 10, can you believe it? Counter-Strike 2 is officially out for PC. It is officially out. It is officially out. I will be downloading it later and hoping that there's a gun game because I I miss playing gun game. I snuck that one in here. That CSGO 2 is out? Yeah. Or sorry, Counter-Strike 2 is out? Mm Mm-hmm. How's that a sneak in? It wasn't on the list. <laughs> oh, it wasn't on my list? It wasn't on the list. And I was like, oh, I'm going to put that in there. Oh, that's interesting. Well done. Good job. Chipmunk for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 12, Counter Attack Uprising for the Switch. <laughs> Number 13, Crowns and Pawns, Kingdom of Deceit that's for the good, Switch. That's a good name. Number 14, Deluvian Ultra for the PC. Number 15, Forgive Me Father for PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 16, My Hero Ultra Rumble for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 17, Overpass 2, Overpass Harder (laughs) for (laughs) for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox. I wish that was the subtitle. This one has a great subtitle, though. Firefighting Simulator, The Squad for Switch. It's a simulator for everything. Gothic Classic for the Switch. Number 20, Infinity Strash. Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die for PC, PlayStation, and Switch. There's a lot going on there. Number 21, Islanders VR Edition for the PC VR. Number 22, Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song for the Switch. Number 23, Wild Mender for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number 24, Cocoon for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Cocoon, highly recommended from this podcast. Take it to check it out. Number 20, Matt doesn't remember it, so I'm not even going to no. try to explain it to him. But I do not. It was, I don't one, remember it was the one where you were like in plants. You were a little bug on plants, and you like jumped through cocoons to do, like to go through worlds and stuff. Isometric two D, like top down. It's tickling something. Yeah, we've we've watched it a couple times. We've talked about it here. Number twenty five, EA Sports FC twenty four, the first FC game because they lost the rights for FIFA, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number twenty six, Park Beyond Beyond Extreme DLC Beyond Beyond. Number 27, Paw Patrol World for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. That sounds like a Paw Patrol MMO. I don't think it is, but Paw Patrol World just makes me think that. Yeah, I I agree. So, yeah, a lot of things. There is a lot of things. It's the end of September. Do you remember? Starting to ramp up. 21st of September. It's all gas, gas, gas until the end of the year. Gas pedal. Asshole. Whoa. Whoa. Gas pedal. Gas pedal. Gas pedal. Gas, gas, gas. I got gas. It's multiplying. I did eat beans today. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> like, like the, it's almost like a warning. You haven't, you haven't gassed me out of my own house yet, which is the concern when then you then I, now say. I thought it I was going to happen, and it's kind of, I'm, I'm kind of. 
worried that it hasn't. Yeah, and now I am too. You thinking? Uh, you thinking evens or odds? I'm thinking evens because that was a long list. Okay. Number one, Epic Games confirmed it is laying off about 830 people, or roughly 16 percent of the company. It is also parting ways with another 250 employees through the sale of Music Storefront Bandcamp and the spinoff of most of the youth marketing company Super Awesome into its own separate business. Bandcamp is being sold to music licensing platform SongTrader, which will continue to run the storefront as before. Meanwhile, Super Awesome's management team is acquiring the division from Epic, with the former parent acting as an investor in the spun-off company. As far as game studios, Fall Guys developer Mediatonic was hit the hardest, according to social media posts. The layoffs cover almost every area of the developer. Epic hasn't released an official statement on Mediatonic, but a person said, quote, Mediatonic's work on Fall Guys continues to be a company priority, end quote. Coinciding with the layoffs, Epic also raised the prices of their Fortnite V-Bucks by about a dollar. According to an internal email from Epic's Tim Sweeney, seen by Jason Schreier, the CEO admits, quote, for a while now, we've been spending way more money than we earn, end quote. Which... Just for the quickness, when you think about that, is wild. If it's true, I don't know if that's right. We true. we wouldn't know. I, there's a trend going here. We've, there's been a lot of strikes recently, as we all seen. I'm sure, mm-hmm. but the trend that seems to be the case is these giant corporations are like. It's not that they're not making money. They're definitely making money. Most of them are making record profit. But it's, it's, it's the, just not enough of a gap. Yeah, it's the whole you got to feed the beast thing where it's like we constantly have to be growing. Yeah. So they're not growing fast enough. So naturally they're like, all right, we need to start not spending money and laying off. So, you know, hopefully uh, everybody lands on their feet. Root for the employees, not the company. So. Yeah, vote with your wallet, I guess, as everyone always says. But hey, speaking of layoffs and whatnot, Activision Blizzard has laid off some developers from the Hearthstone team. Uh, Kotaku reported that 10 people within the Hearthstone team were let go without notice as part of restructuring. I know it's not good, but like 10 people, I don't know how big that team is. I can't imagine at this point it's very big. They're still doing a lot. I mean, they're doing constant expansions or whatever. Hmm. So it, I would still think it's decently big. It's one of the, it's in Blizzard's sphere only, not counting mm-hmm. like Activision side of things. Yeah. It is Diablo. It is WoW. Well, Diablo's kind of a sore point, but it is World of Warcraft. It is Diablo. It is Overwatch and it is Hearthstone. Starcraft has been forgotten. Heroes of the Storm has been forgotten. Anything else is irrelevant. Warcraft Rumble is on the rise because that is uh, available for pre-register and going to be coming out soon. So that'll mm-hmm. be another mobile game. And I don't know how much they're going to actually like put into it, but yeah. In terms of like a development team, I guess I, I would still assume Hearthstone is is bigger. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it goes WoW, Diablo, Hearthstone, Overwatch, Rumble. It's in terms of size of team, but I could be. Speaking out my ass entirely. So, 
Roblox has made several redundancies within its talent acquisition department, laying off around 30 employees, which is a weird department to lay off employees from. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Hideki Kamiya, creator and director of Bayonetta and The Wonderful 101, is leaving Platinum Games. Kamiya was promoted to vice president last year. He will step down from this position on October 12th. He said, quote, I will continue to create in my Hideki Kamiya way. I hope you'll keep your eyes peeled, end quote. It's a really weird way to, like, Kojima can say that. Well, he's got kind of got his own thing going on, too. That's you know, true, true. Sega has canceled Creative Assembly's upcoming title, Hyenas, due to structural reforms. Creative Assembly also confirmed a redundancy cancellation process has begun at the studio and may result in job losses. Sega canceled other unannounced projects as well. I, listen, we don't like layoffs. That's true. But I love the phrase, redundancy consultation process. Yeah. Yeah. So it's corporate. The, it's such a corporate thesaurus way to say, we're looking at cutting costs. People are going to be losing their jobs. Yeah, we're cutting costs, and the easiest way to do that is just to get rid of some of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would love to, if I still had a guild that I had to run at any capacity or a raid team and had to like cut people for slots and stuff, I would love to call it a redundancy consultation process. <laughs> we got we got to file we gotta that one. The fat. Yeah. So we're going to have a redundancy consultation process and then we'll get back to you uh if you made it through that. It's going to have to keep that one in the back pocket, you know, for later in life when you need it. Also, it's a really complex guild name. <laughs> but it's an option. <laughs> redundancy consultation service yeah yeah, yeah yeah we're just here to tell you who to get rid of <laughs> hi uh, yes uh, this is Awizam from the rcs uh i wanted to talk to you about your holy paladin he, they suck and honestly i think you guys would be better if you literally picked one off the trash heap than continuing to run with them I, I mean, understand. that could be your whole shtick. You go to a guild, you tell them certain players I suck, do, and then you take them. I'm just doing auditors. Oh, I, and I take the... <laughs> like, I tell them, yeah, I purposely tell them their best players suck and attempt, yeah, to, you take them. attempt to take them. I think my favorite thing has been uh, recently, uh, one of one of our... one of I guess my friends, I say our friends, but you haven't played anything with them. Uh, so one of my friends, wow, wow guy, we... Uh, he he's been joining random guilds. Okay. Just scoping things out. And, and not even like scoping things out of like, oh, maybe I'll find a new home or whatever, but he just kinda like wants to be able to raid. Mm-hmm. So he's just like hopping in with guild groups and whatever. But he doesn't want to he doesn't want to try. So he's not hopping into anybody that's actually like, you know, doing something good. Mm-hmm. But they're doing okay. He's but, hoping to get lucky. But he'll like look at things through the same like lens that I will and then I'll get a message, and <laughs> he'll be like, okay, so a couple of these people might be okay. Other ones are clearly bad. And then I'll get a message that says, hey, can you look at this druid's logs? And does he look like he's savable? Like, does, does he look like he's coachable and that he knows roughly what he's doing? 
and that he just needs tweaks to. And I'm like, yeah, no, the, uh, it looks. I've basically become a consulting service to tell you if a <laughs> like player you're talent scouting. Yeah, like I'm talent scouting to tell you if a player could be, if they were told like how to do things a little bit better, could they be decent? Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking great. I mean, honestly, you could probably make like a Twitch stream or YouTube channel out of that. Where, well, there's like, people that do coaching and shit, but they mm-hmm. get paid for it. And yeah. It's way more entertaining to do it just for free and just be going through like random guilds that did not agree to this mm-hmm. and, and just be like, yeah, they don't know that they're. Huh, yeah, it looks like they know what they want to do, but they need to do this, 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 this. And then I think you guys would see a marked improvement. See, there you go. Could be a part of your redundancy consultation service. Exactly. <laughs> I just love the idea of showing up and be like, so I see that the first problem is that you only have eight people. And at minimum, you're going to need ten. So you got to find two. <laughs> I'm going to reduce your problem down to the fact that you don't have enough people. <laughs> All right, number three. Speaking of people leaving their companies... PlayStation CEO and President Jim Ryan will retire at the end of this year. He will be succeeded on an interim basis by Sony Group Corporation President, COO, and CFO Hiroki Totoki. How do you know how to say his last name? Totoki, probably. Totoki. Also, why are they have three titles? Dude, this guy. So many titles. He's ridiculous. Totoki. Fuck me. Totoki? Yes. Tataki. No, there's no A. To. I don't like it. Todoki. Todoki. Now, like a little bit more. A little bit more? Todoki. No, not too much. Oh, fuck. Get less Australian. More Japanese. Todoki. Todoki. Todoki, Todoki. <laughs> we'll assume the role. I R when I'm Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> will assume the role of SIE chairman from next month to help with the transition. Transition. Uh, Ryan is a 30-year veteran of PlayStation. He joined the company in 1994 ahead of the release of the first PlayStation and then since held senior roles launching PS2, PS3, PS4, and PS5 alongside the handheld PSP and PS Vita consoles. He was named the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment Europe in 2011 and then took a global role as head of sales and marketing for the entire business in 2016. After a successful stint as deputy president of Sony Interactive Entertainment, he was named the full CEO and president of the PlayStation division in 2019. On the reason for his decision, he said, quote, I found it increasingly difficult to reconcile living in Europe and working in North America, end quote. So a couple things. I agree with him probably in that. That's probably got to suck. That's terrible. I don't know why su- you you're take on such a time difference. I don't know why you take a role. Money. But then not move. You know, it's just. Well, it depends because like, so. I, all right. So the first part of it, right. There's me going, you know, for enough money, I'd potentially stomach it out for like a year while I kind of figure out if I wanted to move or not. But taking the role in 2019 and then hitting 2020, well, now you're kind of at like that everybody's at home. So I can probably I can probably extend that year one more one more year because now we're all kind of doing this thing. But now everything with all these landscapes changing and either people potentially going back in doing all of that who knows what his his family life is like maybe that became part of it too where it's like you don't want you don't want to miss kid things and you know yada yada um 
I mean, I have no idea about all that. But then, yeah, I, I would feel that eventually you'd either make the move or you'd leave. Yeah. And to do to do what he was doing for four years, I, two years longer than I probably would have tolerated it. I, I see a couple of things here. Um, I think, I think first off, his plan to make it work, I think backfired a little bit because I don't know if you remember, but when him and when he took over, one of the first things they did was they, um, they, uh, consolidated everything down because it used to be North America, Europe, Japan. Yeah. yeah. And they kind of consolidated down all into one thing. And I think he was hoping that that would. Solve that. The, solve yeah. that problem, and it didn't because there's just too much shit going on in North America as far as PlayStation's concerned. And then the other thing is, is I think that he's the victim of his own success to to a certain degree because there was that power struggle with that ended up with Sean Layden getting the boot. Yes, and clearly. The Jim Ryan direction has been games to service and the current direction of Sony and PlayStation. And I think it's not, it didn't go as well as people at Sony would have liked. Yeah. I, I'm curious what the, maybe people at Sony, but I'm curious what the, the speaking of that transition from late into him, right? What was the level of things like God of War Ragnarok, Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, like all these not games as a service that have come out and killed it? Yeah. And their first attempt at going games as a service was Bungie. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't doing their own thing. It was just buying a service. Yeah. So was it that and then this weird like internal pushback from all the studios of like, we're not doing these things because it's not what we do. That was the uh, that was the Dra- Jason Schreier article I mentioned earlier. Was basically like all these studios that have come out with AAA blockbuster bangers. Yeah, have all tooled up for that style of game. Right. They you don't pivot, and they can't pivot now, and they don't know how to pivot, and they don't want to pivot, but. Because why would you? Well, if you, if you come out with God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Spider Man, Horizon, Last of Us, Last of Us, Uncharted, Uncharted, you're fucking Ratchet and Clank, killing it, <laughs> killing it, and you're basically just hit your stride where you're like, we got something here, we got awesome IPs that we made. Like, we can make fucking games. We got a good console. Two brand new IPs in Horizon and Ghost of Tsushima. Yep. Relatively new. Yep. And then you have, like, Spider-Man, which is obviously an existing IP, but successfully brought into the video game world. Like, yeah. the video game industry for, for like, the really, I don't want to say the first time, but, like, a different level of success than previous Spider-Man games. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I think I think the whole business plan backfired a bit, and I think I hope I don't. I, I guess hope is not the right word. I can't wait for the the dirt to come <laughs> come like seeping out, like the yeah, yeah, all the this is what was actually going on type yeah. of thing. 
And maybe maybe that's not the case, but maybe it won't until Microsoft and them start suing each other again, and we get to find God <laughs> leaked documents, <laughs> emails. Number four, SAG-AFTRA members have voted in favor of the union, authorizing a strike for video game actors and performers. Over 34,600 members cast ballots, representing a percentage of 27.47% of eligible voters. 98.32% approved the authorization, although this does not necessarily mean a strike will take place. Having said that, scheduled talks between SAG-AFTRA and 10 video game companies have failed to reach an agreement about the rights of voice actors and performers. The union has been talking to major publishers and developers, such as Activision, Electronic Arts, Epic Games, Take-Two, Insomniac, and Warner Brothers, about a potential successor to the Interactive Media Agreement, which was due to expire last year. The expiration was extended while discussions took place, but these discussions have been unsuccessful so far. So we'll see. Not like they haven't already just randomly started not hiring voice actors for random games anyway. Yeah, I mean, I I think you can clearly tell when it's not good. I think, unfortunately, that would be the route that they take. You saw the most recent one, right, with uh, Megan Fox in Mortal Kombat. It's fucking terrible. Is it? I can't remember which fighter she voices, but the voice lines are delivered so terribly. Yeah. Like, it, it's one of those where you're like, what the, how did they let this go live? Yeah. I don't know. I've heard some pretty bad. Like, I think it was her. Because I, you know, watch anime and mm-hmm. yep. I generally watch it in Japanese with subtitles, but like, Sometimes, I'll, out of curiosity's sake, I'll listen to the English sub, uh, English uh, ah, yes, yes, track, yes. and it's the same with me playing Like a Dragon. I watch Ray play it all in Japanese. Yeah. And I play it in English, and it's like... Yeah, well, like, what the fuck is this? It's like, this is not what I expected at all for these no. places. That being said, when uh, Man Who Erased His Name comes out in November, I'm playing it in Japanese. There you go. That's the way to do it. Nutty. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right. Now for everyone's favorite. Oh, my God. It's like he's in the room. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a Japanese voice actor singing Baka Matai, depressed at a bar. Uh, number five, now for everyone's favorite. Don't, I was say, don't Legal bring, don't. bullshit. <laughs> 
The European General Court has dismissed Valve's appeal against the European Commission for infringing EU competition law. Valve and five PC video game publishers were fined a total of 7.8 million euros in January 2021 for illegal geo-blocking practices. Valve appealed and Valve lost. Ah, this is the one that really grinds my gears. The FTC will resume its pursuit to block Microsoft's $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard. The announcement comes per a new court filing in which the FTC said, quote, The commission has determined that the public interest warrants that this matter be resolved fully and expeditiously, end quote. Microsoft has responded and said, quote, we will anticipate, we still anticipate that we will close the transaction by October 18th, and we have full confidence in our case in the deal's benefits to gamers and competition, end quote. Gotta drag it out. I don't. Gotta drag it out. That's all right. So what if we follow up some legal bullshit with some Star Wars nonsense? Why not? All right. Lisa Pende- Pen- Pensy? Sure. Sure. You, I give you to Toki, and you can't give me Lisa's last name? Listen, I'm not the enunciator of last names on this podcast. I didn't realize I had a title. VP of Marketing at Quantic Dream said Star Wars Eclipse is simmering. Yeah. It means that it's in a sort of development hell. hell? I would Lim- say purgatory. Limbo, pur- I wouldn't say Ooh, purgatory. I wouldn't say hell. Yeah, it's definitely in purgatory. Ah, is that isn't that worse though? Um, I guess it depends. Depends um, on how you kind of view it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aspire and Saber Interactive have received a class action lawsuit over canceling a content release for the Switch Star Wars Switch version of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic Two. The suit involves multiple consumers who purchased the RPG. The cohort cohort stated that they would not have done so if the game firm hadn't announced DLC, which restores missing content for the title. And, continuing the Star Wars Knights Knights of the Old Republic problem, the official Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake trailer that Sony debuted back in 2021, though I guess if I remember correctly, the trailer was basically nothing. Mm-hmm. It was a teaser. It was just Revan, Darth Revan it? with, yeah. you know, both lightsabers. Mm. Has been made private, and tweets about the game have seemingly been removed. Both Embracer and Saber Interactive have declined to comment. Update: A Sony rep told, told Kotaku that as part of normal business, we delist assets with licensed music when the licenses expire. The only music in the trailer is a clip of the Star Wars theme, which is owned by Disney. And which... how does the ex- license expire for an upcoming game? Yeah. And how does and so I believe I know the person that got this quote, and they said that they were talking to uh, these guys, and then they went to Disney, and then they went back, and they're like, I'm just going to put you guys against each other until somebody gives me a reason. I'm going to go ask them, mm-hmm. because there's none of this makes sense. Yeah. Just tell us if you canceled the game. 100%. So. 100%. I think what happened is uh, this game was in development hell, lost the release window that it, they were hoping for. Disney still wants to release Old Republic games, but now if they release Knights of the Old Republic, it fucks up all the other Old Republic games that they want to release. Yeah. So they're just like, can it? Hey, hey, stop that. I got things I got to do still. 
and you're clearly not ready, so you don't get to participate anymore. Yeah. Basically, I think that's what happened. Which, honestly, I kind of think that's for the best. It might be, but, man, not a good look. Not that I didn't really give a shit one way or the other. Yeah. I mean, it would have been nice, but clearly I think it's in you're the, not. I think it's in the boat where it's like, it would be nice, but also, if you're not going to do this, can you just have a blue point or somebody port over the old ones? It needs... It needs a remaster, not a remake. Sure. Uh, both fine, but also just port them to PlayStation in the meantime or something. Yeah. I mean, you it would have... to Switch. It would have been far more sensible to do a remaster and... and just do not a, a weird up-resing. Mm-hmm. Hire the studio that did the GTA ones. <laughs> Let's, Wouldn't be uh, good, but it would work. Let's cover some good news. Okay. I think this is good news. You'll have to be the judge of that. Okie dokie then. Uh, number seven, Blizzard Entertainment. God damn it. Haha. <laughs> His tablet got him this time. They put this stupid fucking like chapter scrolling thing. It's so dumb. Anyways. Oh, you mean this thing? Yes. I hate I, it. You know what I purposely never scroll with? My the, right thumb. Yeah, well... I'd like to scroll with my right hand. That's weird. Even though I'm left-handed. I'm right-handed. I scroll with my left hand. Um, They're not the same. (laughs) (laughs) Blizzard Entertainment has announced that Chris Metzen has been named as Executive Creative Director of Warcraft. The news comes nine months after he returned to the company as a creative advisor on the Warcraft team. He returned to the studio six years after retiring. In the announcement on social media, Blizzard said, quote, Right now, his main focus is supporting our World of Warcraft leadership and crafting the next generation of adventures. Chris was instrumental in developing the foundations of the Warcraft universe, and we are thrilled for him to rejoin our team in shaping what's to come. End quote. Uh, Mattson originally joined the video game studio in 1994, and before his exit in 2016, he served as Senior Vice President of Creative Development. So, here's my love, Mattson. But. But there's no way when he got the advisor role in twenty first off, I didn't realize it had been six years since he retired. Didn't need that. <laughs> I know. Didn't right? need to read didn't need to read that part. Yeah. Uh I prefer to think it was only right before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Which even this at that point was three years ago, three and a half years ago. Uh the thing for me is when he got hired back as creative advisor, I was like, good, because they clearly don't know what they're doing anymore, like, in writing. The last two expansions, I feel like they just were losing their minds Uh in terms of trying to live up to some type of epic narrative, but not knowing how to handle it. And in Dragonflight, it's been better. Only speaking from a narrative thing, I'm not even going to talk about gameplay or systems, because that's an entirely different thing. Uh, related, but like, or related to how I viewed the expansion, but I'm just going to speak about narratives. Mm-hmm. Dragonflight's been better because it's been what I've been asking for so far of less cosmic battles, the ever growing power scale of things. Like, let's just kind of, let's kind of just go to a fight on our home turf type of thing. Yeah. And I have a bad feeling that's about to end. Spoilers. 
uh, because somehow the fucking void is involved. And I don't know if that's going to be in a 10.3. It's not happening next patch. But I don't know if that's in a 10.3, if that's in 11.0, whatever. Also, Chris getting this job a month before BlizzCon, shit's going down at BlizzCon. You think so? 100%. You're not making this announcement a month before because your other option was to make it at BlizzCon. I think it's interesting that he's, um, what's what is the title? Uh, creative, uh, but but a create executive creative director. Um, I don't know if this is telling or not at all, but the fact that it's executive creative director of Warcraft, yeah, like just Warcraft, like they made a point. To just blanket this the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing, the only other thing that that could be, again, this is where I say shit's going down at, at BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming we're getting the new expansion. Okay. The trailer for it. I'm also assuming that in the idea of executive creator of Warcraft, that they're going to announce. I could see them dipping their toes into Warcraft 4. That's what I was wondering as well. If it was... Or doing a, or just calling it Warcraft, remastering the old one, mm-hmm. do, doing something along those lines. And when they say that he's going to be the executive creative director of Warcraft, it's almost like the they have a lore master, but I'm assuming that is the, like, no, no, no. You're going to handle all the stories that are in Warcraft. That's you're, You yeah. are that person. Yeah. The lore you're... master will keep the history of everything you've already said, but, like, you're shaping everything. Yeah, he's directing the future. Right, of all those universes. So whether it's the books and telling like where he wants, like the little in parts to consult on those stories as the writers are writing them and how he's envisioning all these things weaving together and to yada yada, I think that's part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, because his last his last expansion was Legion. Six years ago. <laughs> seven years ago um and that the people are like man legion yeah whoo i have my own problems with it but it was good in the end and so then you get two more where it's like okay he clearly left and you guys did not know what to do it seemed like not coherent and things that didn't all mesh you had you almost like tried to take one person's job and split it up among like six it seemed and yeah, stuff like that. So hopefully, putting it all back into the person's brain that's been there with the most experience can help that part. But we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised to see them remaster Warcraft, not just Warcraft three. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't announce a Starcraft three, but announced Warcraft four. Uh. I don't know how that gets received these days. Like, I, I, if they say Warcraft Four, I don't know like what people do. I don't know if people are like woo, or if people are just kind of go like, okay. And, yeah, I mean, it's a tough, tough call. Um, so, I think we're definitely getting the new expansion because I think the other option was, if if you're them, you're doing the World of Warcraft panel at BlizzCon. He's part of it, but then he is not introduced 
as his advisor role, they do the, oh, and we have one more person for this panel. Newly appointed executive creative advice, you know, executive creative director, Chris Metzen. And you let the room go fucking nuts. But now you get it a month out. People are now expecting you to drop the other foot. Yeah. Which has to be 11.0. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. We'll see. I wonder if this is like a long-term thing to try to transition, like find a. Metzen Jr.? That, but also a replacement for a while. Also possible. I mean, they, they very much could just be saying, like, hey, when we go to 11.0, do you have an idea? Yeah. If we were somehow to transition, how can we do it? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that means that they go. There's been rumors of this, like, classic plus thing. Yeah, I think I've heard And I don't know one. what they're. I don't know if people are just juiced out of their mind jerking off classic or something. <laughs> Yes. The only thing the only thing I can think with Classic Plus is them saying that we're going to kind of start over with going back to like resetting characters like ending 11 type of thing. But that's the only way for us to like fix our engine and move forward type of thing. So I, I think I don't know. I don't think that's going to ever happen. I think it it would be interesting if they if they did that with WoW and that was the sequel was they somehow you know, new engine, everything from the ground up, and they, they blank slated the world where they basically did, had some event or did something where, you know, you wipe out. Or even if they had a way to just bring characters over to the new engine, like if they could somehow figure out how to transition things, because people yeah. would scream immediately about losing all the stuff and yada yada. If they weren't just turning off WoW entirely and then saying WoW too, you'd piss everybody off that they wouldn't be able to bring anything over. I'd be annoyed. I'd get it, but like I'd be annoyed. Yeah, but. I mean, it would. You would have to blank slate it. I think to some degree, you would only be able to do like the, like some sort of heritage thing or something, where it's like you're bringing it over, but it doesn't. You're not really doing anything, right? But Azeroth, I'd almost rather us just leave Azeroth and go to Azeroth two type of thing, right? Like ha ha ha, we go to the new planet, and that's just now our home because Azeroth got blown up or whatever. Some shit. Who cares? I mean, that's not a terrible idea either. But then you can. You could bring over you bring characters over. that you liked, yeah, and storylines. Maybe some. It's like you know, ooh, only a few people. Yeah, you they get to restart, this. and there's there's a new enemy, but all of the Horde and Alliance are on the same side. And yeah, it's, it's just irrelevant. It, like factions are essentially irrelevant yeah. because you all had to escape together, and it's this whole thing. And yeah, Azeroth is now dead. Like you can't go back. So it's a no. We moved forward by migrating everything to the new engine. Yeah. And in doing that, we're not going to go redo all the old assets or we'll redo them partially. Like we're going to focus on this and then we'll piecemeal in little things. I mean, it's astounding that they've been able to make it work this long. But I think it is really the Excel things have accelerated so quickly the past decade as far as that they're going to run into a problem. Yeah. Like rather than later. Yeah. Like it needs to be soon. But hey, guess what time it is? Rumor Roundup. Rumor Roundup. A new Nintendo Switch version of Red Dead Redemption 2 has been spotted on the Brazilian ratings board website. That's going to run like shit. (laughs) You bet. According to reliable Ubisoft insider Tom Henderson, Far Cry 7 will have a non-linear story campaign that players can tackle how they see fit. Apparently, the premise is that you're the head of a... Wealthy family that has been kidnapped by a conspiracy cult. Oh, you got the hiccups now. 
conspiracy cult known as the Sons of Truth. It's up to you to save your family members, and you can choose the order in which you track them down. Interestingly, there's also said to be a time limit element to the game, with players having to rescue their family within 72 in-game hours, which should equate to around 24 real-world hours. Depending on the choices you make, some family members could actually die, which will change the game's narrative. Henderson also reports there will be new interrogation mechanics in the game. Uh, Interesting. Reminds me of Far Cry 4, mixed with... Dead Rising. Get 72 hours in the mall. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Wasn't there an interrogation mechanic in, like, Ghost, one of the later Ghost Recons? Yes, and then there's also the GTA 5 interrogation method. Yeah, that's that's a... Hook up a car battery to somebody and go nuts. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation's Fire Sprite horror game is aiming for a 2025 release, according to a former employee's resume. Due to some art station profiles, we know the release windows for some upcoming games. Don't know how much we want to trust these, but hey, here we go. Amy Hennig's Marvel game is targeting a 2025 release date. The Coalition's next game is aiming for 2026. Respawn's Incubation IP is coming in 2025, and State of Decay 3, 2027. The licensed game Bethesda is working on that we learned about in the Microsoft leaks last week is a Disney game, according to some people, probably called Indiana Jones. Surprising no one... But technically not official. Cal Kestis' voice actor said they are working on a third Star Wars Jedi game. No shit. Yeah. He said at a Comic-Con panel. Yeah. Of course he did. Gonna get, gonna get his wrist slapped by Vince Zampella. It's gonna be like, hey, you releasing my secrets? I'm gonna torture you with a car battery. <laughs> I'll cut you. <laughs> All right. Now for some questionable things we didn't write full paragraphs on. Minecraft Dungeons has reached 25 million players, and Mojang has ended development. Wild that it reached 25 million. It is wild. Power Game Pass. Yeah. I was curious to play it when it was announced, but I, 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 once it came out, like, I I played it through once, and I was like, okay. Okay. The consoles version, console versions of City Skyline 2 has been delayed until spring 2024. PC Master Race. Sony has announced that Gran Turismo Sports online services will be ending on January 31st, 2024. That sucks. GameStop has a new president and CEO, Ryan Cohen. Cohen's professional history includes founding and operating pet store retailer Chewy as its CEO in 2011. You want dog food? Go to GameStop. Probably make them more money. Uh, MetaQuest 3 is set to release October 10th at a starting price of $500 hairs. Upspec Gaming's X screen has been given the designed for Xbox Series S stamp of approval by Microsoft. It's an 11.6 inch screen capable of 1080p 60 hertz that attaches to the back of an Xbox Series S with no additional cables needed. Actually, it looks pretty dope. It was interesting. Yep. It looked like a fat laptop. Yep. It did. It did look like a fat laptop. <laughs> Chonk. Um, King's Candy Crush Saga has hit $20 billion in lifetime revenue. Soak that soak that in. Yeah, give that to Microsoft. This year's Tokyo Game Show saw 243,238 participants visit the event. Last year's saw 138,192, but they were still under COVID restrictions then. Yeah, bonus 105,000. What's it to you? A little, a little. A little, a little bit bigger. 
Epic Games has asked the Supreme Court to review a lower court ruling clearing Apple of violating antitrust laws on its App Store. And Apple has asked the Supreme Court to strike down a lower court ruling requiring changes to its App Store. Weird how that works. I like that they're both just going, Mom! Basically. (laughs) That's Uh, just all it is. Electronic Arts has delisted FIFA 23 from all digital storefronts. Users already owning the digital digital version of the game FIFA 23, can still play it offline and online for now. If you buy and activate a new PS5 by October 20th, you can claim a free first-party game from Sony on the PlayStation Store. From a selected list. Yes. And it does not include some ones that were more interesting. Like, it's Last of Us Part 1, but not 2. Mmm, that old. It's the Last of Us Part 1 remake, not Part 2. I think it was in yeah. the list, and I was like, then they want you to buy part two after you play well, the first one. I know one. that, but like, fuck off. Sony has now announced that it's investigating that a ransomware group claims to have breached its systems. The hacker group Ransomed.vc has taken credit for the alleged attack. The data leak includes 6,000 files ranging from Java resources to HTML files. The president of Capcom said, quote, Personally, I feel that game prices are too low. Development costs are around 100 times higher than they were in the days of the Famicom, the NES, but the price of software hasn't risen so much, end quote. The COO of Capcom said that they would gracefully decline if Microsoft offered to acquire Capcom. Local authorities have raped... That's not how a hostile hostile takeover works. (laughs) You don't get to gracefully decline. Uh, Local authorities have raided NVIDIA's French offices on the suspicion of antitrust operations. There is no... (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Uh, AMD's Fidelity FX Super Resolution 3, or FSR 3, has launched on PC. Uh, This new version of FSR is meant to compete with NVIDIA's DLSS, specifically frame generation. Uh, And Bethesda has shadow dropped a new mobile game called The Elder Scrolls Castles. It is an early access for Android, and it appears to be a Fallout Shelter-style simulation game. It's a reskin of Fallout Shelter. I mean, Fallout Shelter made a shit ton of money. It did, and Remember it wasn't we bad. Were all playing that? Yeah, I do. What a time that was. What a time to be alive. Opening lunchboxes, getting pets. Mm-hmm. Building so many things, attacking death claws, investigating abandoned schools. Ah, dude, Fallout Shelter was a good time. Well, you can do it again in Elder Scrolls. Absolutely not. Wow. Hater. Yes. Hates that Elder Scrolls. Burn it. Thinks that Fallout's the superior IP. Ooh, I don't know about that. I get annoyed by the writing in Elder Scrolls. What writing? Uh, I enjoy Fallout's aesthetic more, I think. But then there's stuff like 76 that exists. And that just puts a massive sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. Bethesda's like, their side quests are where it's at. Rain stories just always kind of bleh. But their side quests, I mean, Cyberpunk was the same way at launch. Hmm. The main quest, I was kind of like, I don't really care. But the side quests, they were a lot of fun. I don't remember any of them. 
but I remember that being my feeling. Of, yeah, like, the main story of... being like they they clearly had rewritten and re-recorded lines that didn't make sense anymore, or not not even necessarily didn't make sense. But they weren't in the same room when they recorded them. It didn't feel like a complete yeah. story. And then you play the side mission, and you go, "This feels much better." But yeah, so it's been uh, been seven days. What you been up to? Nada. Got a wisdom teeth pulled. Wisdom tooth pulled. Um, Aiden smashed his head on some furniture. Has a huge gash in his forehead that we probably should have gotten stitches for, but didn't. Like on the like on the corner, or just like ran into a table, or a uh, corner of like a, I don't know, some sort of little side end table thing. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, he's a wild one. He is wild, and. I guess better that he ran into it than like was doing one of his flailing things or something. Yeah, well, who knows? Because like, that's just normal. That's just normal child existence. Yeah. Hey, Dad, look what I can do with my face. <laughs> <laughs> but why, son? <laughs> but why would you do that to your face? It's dumb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the, you just look at him. You just you see him doing that. You're just like. Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> I do though. Like, <laughs> I, I, I know. So I he gets upset and he'll get down on all fours and then he'll bang his head on the floor. <laughs> and like Samantha gets really upset and I'm like, I don't know. Just let him do it because eventually he'll learn. Like it fucking hurts. Like because he smashed his head and then he starts frantically crying because surprise, surprise, it hurts. Yeah. Like <laughs> how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Uh even though it's him teaching himself the lesson. It's just kids, man. What the fuck? Um, I, I don't understand them. That's about it. I took Thursday off, so I got my, my wisdom tooth pulled at 7.30 a.m. on Thursday. And the plan was play Starfield. Maybe that's, home not, alone. that's not how that works, by the way. Play. I felt great yesterday. Or Thursday, yeah. I felt oh, okay. great. All right, yeah. I came um, home and took a nap after my two. Well, that was also part of the plan. Did you, get, was, did you get drugged or no? I got like the some shots. Okay, I got knocked out. Oh, okay, I didn't. I didn't get knocked out. I didn't want to be awake for that shit. Just put me to sleep. Um. So like that was the plan, and you know a nap was factored in. I was like, I take a couple hour nap, whatever. Uh, but then Wednesday night is when Aiden, like you know, f- fucked yeah. up his head, and that was a whole ordeal. Wouldn't stop bleeding. The urgent care was closed. We didn't feel like it was, like, an ER situation. So I had to, like, run out and get, like, butterfly uh, closures and, like, you know. Typical uh, bandage run. Yeah, and then Samantha's like, well, I'm not, like, I'm going to come home from work after a couple hours. And so she came home at 9 a.m., picked up Aiden from her mom's house. And so, like, that that was. Days were gone. Yeah, days days gone at that point. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got about thirty minutes. Yep, that was about it. And then I took a nap when he took a nap. So like that was that was my day essentially. So yeah, what have been up to? Uh, played a little bit more Starfield. Mm-hmm. I think I have now settled myself to the saying that like I need to just do the main story mm-hmm. and just get that done, and then explore if I want to. But it's yeah. too it's there's too much. Okay. Uh, I played a, bit of, a little bit of Like a Dragon today. Okay. I think I have three chapters to finish the main story. Nice. Uh, and that'll be a finish that and then wait to do next Yaxa. Mm-hmm. Um, then World of Warcraft. Just, you know, doing the thing. Classic. 
uh, not, no, classic, not classic, but classic. Yeah, yeah, no retail, uh, <laughs> retail but classic. And then just waiting till uh, Forza's in two weeks. Uh, City Skyline is the end of the month, I think. Spider Man will be the end of the month. Assassin's Creed Mirage is next week, two weeks. Uh, Cocoon is out. I do want to try to play that if it's on Game Pass. I don't remember. Uh, so there, we're into the we're into go season. Apparently, go 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 go. Do not pass go. Do not collect the hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm in jail, big time in jail. Yeah. So that's where we're at. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. I got nothing. All right, perfect then. In that case, we'll see you all in seven days. Toodaloo, bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.